morning, everybody. Good morning. I'm Coach Deb, and we have First Lady Ashley this morning. We have Dr. Conley morning. this morning. We want to welcome you to Reveal and Heal Podcast Live. New week, new goals. Hello, everybody. Beautiful people. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Y'all need to be woke and ready because that's right. Woke and ready. Well, <laughs> if they're not awakened, they honey, this conversation. I believe it's going to put some fire under the feet of some people because it's real juicy. Let's talk about it. We're going to talk about uh, women's, uh, Black women, mental health. Mental health with women in the Black community. That That is a far range of conversation, Dr. Cumley. But first of all, I just want to say hello to my beautiful co-host, First Lady Ashley Rogers. Good Girl, morning. How are you? Good morning. You know what? I'm doing okay this morning. You know, I rolled over and, you know, got myself together and I'm blessed to be here. Amen. And, you know, you're uh, going to be the res the actual uh, sponsor this year. I mean, this today. I'm sorry. You're going to be the sponsor for today's giveaway. Right, absolutely. And what is that? Um, so I have decided to donate a service to a well-deserving woman, um, um, a styling, either crochet, or I think I'll do either a partial sew-in or a crochet free of charge, but you will have to provide your own hair. And it's an $80 value at, for the crochet, and then it's a $100 value for the sew-in. Okay, and so what we'll do is we'll cover that and we'll talk more about that, you know, as uh, we at moving forward at the end of the show, because we want to make sure that everybody understand that this is this giveaway is for the person that shared the replay the most, right? Right. So even if a man wins, you know, I'm sure that they can find a woman who they're connected oh, to. Uh, yes, because this is like uh, a very special um, giveaway, you know, for a well-deserved woman that needs that wants to feel pampered you know right absolutely in, in my opinion absolutely dr Cumley, are you ready for this subject i am i, I love your rants by the way <laughs> <laughs> i used to do them all the time that's what um the on the men came from but i still every now and again need to do a rant that is not on the men so uh, anybody who saw it last night and i and i want to mention some of that in this talk today Okay. Uh, of course, I went and pulled out a book because um, I'm like, let me not. Um, oh, really? Not a whole rant, and then I'm gonna go pull out a book um, that uh, a student actually introduced to me uh, because I, I get books. I try to keep up with scholarship. I think it's a poor person who works in my field if you don't do continuing education. Like it's just mm. I said it. If somebody hear it this morning, they can they can DM me and say whatever they feel. I get it often won't bother me um but you should keep up the reason i say especially for black community we don't get the newest tools um to help our people because we don't want to drop the coin for it so you're talking about educational tools reading education books, things of that nature therapeutic we don't want we don't want to pay nine hundred dollars for a five-day program but i can't oh, wow. and you know i watch it work with their kids and we are human. So I'm like, okay, that actually might work for my kids. So let's see how that works and come to find out it works a little bit better when you find out where they got it from. Like it's right. a scholar that I know that created something literally from Afrocentric practice 
uh, and let me make that real plain for everybody, from a black mama that he knew, came up with uh -huh. a whole design that helps all the therapeutic community. I'm sitting here like, where did you get that from? And his trainers are like, oh, you know, he sat back and he thought to himself, what if I tap into what someone taught me no. and move through that? I said, my, my grandmama, uh, <laughs> Right, <laughs> stuff we grew up on. <laughs> he was like, you know, yeah, I got it from you know some black people. I'm like, wow. So, what does that look like when we decide to sit down and do? So, you know, I'm, I'm honored for the community. I am a part of a black scholarship that they create. Uh, one of my okay. best friends like creates, writes books. One of the best um, play therapists in the <gasps> nation. Uh, and like, I she gives me energy because she was like, girl, when are you gonna finish? So tonight, I mean, no, today, this morning. <laughs> nighttime outside y'all so i had to i know it's like i'm having to, to get it together too i'm a little tongue twisted um, but it's but okay I, but i i want to talk about that because black women's mental health we have so much inside of us mm -hmm. in a climate that doesn't support us often and so even down to we care more about black men right now which is beautiful i absolutely have like a platform for black men i think it's very important that we keep them encouraged because mm -hmm. of the historical understanding of how black men mm -hmm. overall have been treated like right treated like trash i mean can i be honest so but right. black women on the other hand have been the most neglected and what i mean yeah. is like it was it was points in history where we did not we were not even considered cattle we were just there mm -hmm. like we were just this afterthought um which is very hard to hear because you know we we are mothers and daughters you know, we are the ones who care for the details and put things together. Um, we are the ones who, you know, do the lullabies and do the wake up calls. You know, we are, we are the ones that sit there and put the scenes together for our men. And that's just kind of how historically it's been into the last 20 years where you've seen black women, you know, become more uh, ingrained into industry and, and business. And you've also right. seen a decline in, in black women get married. Or right. black women marrying black men. So right. what happened to our psyche and all of that? And mm. so I hope that we can get into that this morning because black women absolutely need to find ways to manage their mental health, else they go tick tick boom. Right. And right. that is that's a scary space to be in in the tick tick boom. Um right. often you don't realize you're sitting there. Okay. And then you boom. <laughs> so right. Um, and so I and 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 I really like a dialogue. So you know, you guys join in and chime in, but I will say that uh, black women, um, there are things that we don't have an opportunity to talk about. And as a therapist, I deal with a number of black women. So the first thing for black women, I really do care about even in assessment is I ask them about their physical health. There are a lot of black women that don't know. They're like, I, I get my annual, so that's fine. And then they stop. They don't know their family history. They don't know if they have heart disease. They don't know if they have diabetes. They can tell you everything about their husband, their kids, their brothers. They tell you everything about them. And then it comes down to their health. They're like, I, I genuinely don't know. That messes with a woman's psyche. We're um, always last on the list. Always. We're, we're never even a part of our list because by the time we've <laughs> gone down our list, we're too exhausted to even insert ourselves on the list. Right. And so you will find this increase and physical health issues in black women. Why? This is exactly what Danielle just said. Like we are last on our list if we make our list at all. So right. 
I have a really difficult time with black women telling them to put themselves first. I, the yeah. argument always comes black women. Well, I got to put God first and then me that let's, let's remove some of what that thought is because then it turns into God, husband, family, it goes mm. all the way down. We don't even follow the umbrella somebody drew for marriage. Like we'll be like, well, I'll put myself over here. And then as soon as everything's taken care of, then I can be virtuous. So I come to this proverbial thir- Proverbs 30, 31 woman. You hear that a lot. We miss, oh, yeah. we miss the beginning of that piece that this man, this king wrote to honor his mother. That right. honor his mom. And she wakes up early in the morning and takes care of her stuff. She literally put herself before everybody. Can go back and read it again. Girl, Proverbs thirty-one been torn up, put back together. <laughs> yeah, made apart. Uh, to apply uniquely <laughs> to individuals and groups. Yeah, so you know she took it, and I mean, in in the you know in discourse, he's talking about the wisdom of his mom. So he made it like one woman, I guess. But um, to, to sum it up, this wisdom text. And so she took care of herself. And then if you go to Proverbs 31 and 25, which is one of my favorite verses, it says that she looked, and she looked with laughter or she looked smiling into her future. Again, she she put herself there. So that for me is an indicator of how we can start with taking care of our mental health. What, now, what are we doing to take care of ourselves moving forward? And so, and I'll talk about some of the things going on with our mental health. The physical health is number one. Like we don't think about it. And so those somatic problems, those things that we think might be going on, um, are we because of anxiety and stress and depression, they become something physical because we have not taken care of mental, nor have we taken care of our physical. Margaret, let me interject because what often <laughs> before you get into the de- the depth of of this thing, I want to sort of speak for someone that's thinking this 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 thing here uh, and and hopefully you can answer the question mm-hmm. um regarding the, the 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 mental state and the mindset of, of women that naturally seem to sacrifice themselves and you know just say i'll take care of me later or when the children get grown or when my husband uh retires uh, you know, just naturally, la, 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 you know, I don't matter right now. I'll be okay. I'm strong enough to handle it. Would you say that these things are uh, possibly from uh, learned behavior or, uh, you know, how you were taught by a, a grandparent or a parent or, uh, you know, witnessing someone that you admire Mm -hmm. that is like you know just the queen of all queens you know (laughs) what i'm saying because it's like you wait you don't you're not born to think like that you know what i'm saying it's just like taking on bad habits right you know you what you witness what you see you repeat you know and what you hear you remember so speak to it's a number of women that are listening right now with that mind frame. And I think it's my job to try and ask questions to that, you know, for that audience, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So speak to, as you begin to open up this thing, speak to that because that's the common woman. That's the normal woman. Right. Everybody ain't in that place where 
They take you, you know, so they understand that there's, there's a place for you as far as taking care of you first. So that you endure. So that is absolutely learned behavior. And you you learn it, you watch the women you admire. Um, I speak to my I speak to my grandmother. So if anybody knew Marginelle Beasley, Marginelle Beasley was willing to open her door for anyone. Like if you need a place to stay, uh, if you needed a cake. And just call her, you know, she would have one of us let her take her to the store to get you your stuff for your cake. I'm like, how you, <laughs> so I'm gonna yeah. let you drive me. Um, my grandmother was really, she was really resourceful in community. Um, but what my grandmother did not do, um, which was a learned behavior that follows through with, with my mom. Well, not with my mom per se. I'll come back to my mom because my mom actually did not follow in her steps. So I'm trying to pick up with my mom, but with my cousins and I, like it's a rare, we really have a poor way of taking care of our health. Like I just got into that because I'm turning 40 um, next year. So I'm like, oh my God, like I've worked and worked. She gave me a crazy work ethic. Like my grandmother's like, you can work, get a job, get educated, but make sure you can take care of you. Um, taught me well in that and make sure that you're kind, make sure that you're always available. Like these are things that she would teach me, make sure that you know how to show up for people, make sure that you don't have a closed door. Um, because that's how you get blessings. I mean, this is the stuff that you So hear. she taught you how to serve. So she taught me how to serve. And you witnessed it. Witnessed it. I watched her do it. But what she didn't teach me is go to the doctor. <laughs> and like to get my grandmama to go to the doctor. Well, I got a doctor's appointment. Okay. And we would go and then come to find out she wasn't listening to the doctor. Like some things are preventable. I quote Erin Jones. Like I love when she says that. Some, some things are preventable. Um, with my grandmother, she was another preventable. Like if you just done what they asked you to do, I might still have my grandmama here. But she was like, I don't want to do that. So she kept eating what she wanted to eat. These are the other things she taught me: eat what you want to eat, uh, because you worked you worked hard, so you can put the fat back in it and keep going. You, but she a diabetic, you know. Um, you can do what you want to do when it come down to. How you just make sure you walk and exercise a little bit and that'll kind of act. My grandmama's rule for um eating really fatty stuff was well, if you eat a lemon after it'll cut the fat. I mean, like she was like, <laughs> she was saying something like, I'm like, what? And then you know, or if you really sad, you know, if you start moving a bit, it won't bother you. But my grandma, oh, you come out of that. Yeah, you know, so you'll come out of that. Just keep going. I'm like, well, I mean, my grandmother literally looked at me after I got my bachelor's degree. She said, you don't know nothing about what you're talking about with mental health and kids. I was like, my aunt, my aunt Joanne was like, she got a degree in that. Like, she, she too. So my grandmother did not take care of that piece of herself. And I learned that too. So for women who are watching, it's absolutely a learned behavior because we are taught to work. You know, we're taught to produce. We're taught to show up and be. We're taught to be arm candy for some of us. We're taught that beauty, like making our face up is everything, but it's a rare occasion. And I'm speaking uh, specifically to black women that we are taught to go take care of your mental. That's this generation's thought, but you will hear millennials and you will hear the Z generation scream it. Like I need a therapist. I hear them say it all the time, but generation and down, like I, I'm not going to tell them. I got, if I just get up and move a little bit, I won't be sad. Well, you know, come to find out after tracking my grandmother's you know, medical. And then last year, her life, um, I was one of the people who took care of her. And, you know, I found the bottle of something and I was like, why are you taking this? You know, she was like, that ain't none of your business. What kind of find out my grandmother been diagnosed with depression, you know? And I'm like, why do you say something? Like, this is what I do. And, you know, so she was like, that ain't nothing. They, they just gave me that. But my grandmother was sad, you know, and she didn't want to talk about that. And so as she progressed, you know, she did, she began to talk about, you know, I'm 
I don't know if I accomplished everything that God put me here for. So I got sad. Um, you know, started to ask us questions. So I'm, I'm asking black women this morning, as you listen, you know, this is the time to care for your mental health and let's, let's work through some things to unlearn some behaviors, like, because we have learned that our mental health will be stabilized. If we keep our mind stayed on him, he'll keep us in perfect peace. Well, staying on God is also caring for the temple that God put you in as well as the thing that makes it run. Right. Stay on God. So God wants you to care for your temple. Um, and it's okay to sit on a couch and talk to someone. Very okay. Right. Um, very healthy. And I always go back to the scripture with that because people are like, well, they didn't have therapists in the Bible. And they, I, I can't say they did. I can't find it. I can't find the word therapist. But what I can find is people had an opportunity to talk to people about the issue. And when that happened, <clears throat> when that divorce happened, it began to heal. And James says that if, if you just take it to the elders, <laughs> so find oh, yeah. someone that understands that, then you will watch how healing will start to happen um, because you're confessing your art. Art doesn't mean something bad. I'm confessing my issue to you um, and you're gonna hold space with me. So that's where we can go. And this morning, I, hopefully we'll talk about the strong black woman. And I know this broadcast goes out to all women, all men. Um, but talking about how we hold strength with things that kill our psyche. Um, mm -hmm. If we can talk about that and tap into it, um, Coach Deb, I think that'd be really good too. So I hope I answered that about learned behavior because it is absolutely a learned behavior. Okay, I want lady, uh, First Lady Ashley to ask you a question because I have more. I have a lot of needs. <laughs> but um, I want to balance this out because I know an hour is not going to cover it. I was not going to cover, you know, we we got so much. It's a lot of baggage um with us and we we need we need help. We need each other. But uh first lady, you have a question for um Dr. Right. So um so one thing that I know personally is that black women are very much resilient and um we learn how to make lemonade out of lemons, literally, you know? And, but there are a lot of black women who don't have the same resources that a white woman may have. Like you see it every single day. I can go in the grocery store and I can see a white mother and she may have an assistant with her or she may have a chauffeur with her or they may have someone to pick their children up from school or, you know, they may not have to work so they can go to the kids' classrooms and be the room mom. But a lot of times I notice that the black woman, we don't have those resources. And I think that, and they don't mind taking trips with their family. I mean, without their family, like girl trips. What do you say to the black woman who don't have the resources, who seriously have to um, be all of these different things and need a break. What do you say to that woman who needs the break but don't have the resources for the break? Like to me, like I, I was telling my husband, I'm going somewhere to a hotel and I'm sleeping and I'm ordering room service and I'm sleeping some more. But some women, there's been times where I have not had that resource and with multiple children and a husband, it just makes it hard to have that time out because there's so many people who rely on you. How can you encourage the woman who don't have the resources to take a, a mental break? Um, how, how do you speak to that woman? 
So strong black woman that literally people are fighting for that to become a syndrome. And I'm like, I hate that we want to put syndrome on it, but the strong black woman, Danielle, is, is what you just described. Like I have, ch- I have children, I might have multiple, I'm married, I take care of the house, I work, I cook, I clean. I actually do all the grocery shopping. Oh my I God. I, yeah, I, it's all me. You I just literally listed like eight jobs. Mm. And, and, and in our counterparts world, they would call that eight jobs. Like I talked I talk to white women too. And they're like, oh God, I have like three jobs. And then they list the jobs. And I'm like, well, in my black brain, I'm like, God, like I see a black woman do that like in an hour, you know, and I, right. <laughs> it's wrong. But, it's, but for them, they also understand. And they, again, learn behavior that I have to take care of my body and they have to take care of their bodies for different reasons. Like they're expected to produce a legacy, expected. Just don't think that white women don't have that same little struggle right there. Like they expected to make a kid because we got to keep this thing going. So for black women, the expectation, y'all want to have children, but the expectation is have a kid, keep the house, do all of this stuff because that's what we learned. So for black women who can't, I tell them to do inward resources or internal resources. Because some black women, you're right, they don't have access to this external resource of a hotel, room service, sleep. They don't. What you do have access to is that guide in Proverbs 31. I want to use that correctly this morning. And for anybody who disagrees, hit me up. I'll show you I found it. She woke up early. So what that means is she woke up before everybody, whether early for you is 4 p.m. or early for you is 4 a.m., she took time for herself. So black women, it is not wrong, it is not unhealthy, it is not unholy for you to find time for yourself. Grocery shopping without your children is still doing something for somebody. It's a vacation. That's what I call a vacation. <laughs> it's a vacation. I'm like, no. But you're still doing your part though. You're still taking care of your family. Still taking you're care. still taking care of your and people that you love. You're just doing it by yourself and so and some black women have told me like grocery shopping is not a chore it's actually the time i get to myself and i spend an hour and a half in kroger not because it takes me an hour and a half to get the grocery list got that i'm just willing to buggy around because i know i don't have my kids like i've had black women say that like i will around i stop i go and i snack at the cheese thing i get samples Time. I, I had one woman, she said, I got a Sam's membership for my health. And I said, what does that mean? She said, I go on Saturdays on sample days and I don't take my kids. She said, it's my vacation. I said, oh, wow. I said, let's. You let's have to figure it out. Me. You know, because she was like, that's, she had to figure it out. So that external resource for her was Sam. She was like, I don't really go in there and buy anything. She said, I got the, she said, I paid the money for that membership because it gets me away from everybody. So yeah. It's, and that's across the board. So what I advise women to do is purposely tell your families, tell them. And I mean, if you even have an infant, find someone that is trusted and find, start out with at least 30 minutes in the week. That's a high number. And I didn't realize how high it was because I don't have children. So I had, I do, and I call it a luxury when I think about it, like to go and come as I please um, because I don't have children. I'm not married. And so, but for my married women who have children or for my single moms, I tell them resource out 30 minutes. And so I'm like, I don't have a trusted person. So I'm like, tell your kids. And if you have an infant, try to do it on schedule, but find 30 minutes in the week. Start, that's a very low number actually, but for black women, it's a high number where you are doing something for you. You will find out you guys 
how black women struggle. They're like, the first five minutes, I'm going crazy because I'm like, okay, right. I can I can do this, this, and this. No, find, bring yourself in right. and do something for you, whether it's reading a book, whether it's a 30-minute nap. I right. discovered how black women don't sleep. I like, love it. 30 minute nap like and you wake up and be like wow I just took 30 minutes of a slip like and it was a good sleep so um right. if it's 30 minutes to go outside and walk um if it's 30 minutes to go outside and stand in the grass barefoot uh, you know we right. so if that's what it is and you get some sunshine and you pick up that vitamin d and get that serotonin moving like for yourself um right. people find they the first five minutes they literally are like boohoo and they're like I don't know what to do with the next 25 because right, I right I've had women to use their bathroom as their place with a internal resource yeah and they lock the door I've instructed them like lock the bathroom door you know if all the plugs are covered you know little Bobby is not near anything that's gonna kill him and little Bobby is really gonna sit by the door because that's all he know is my mom right right the door I had women they couldn't make it six minutes they were like I was screaming on the inside because I didn't mm-hmm. want to deal with myself. Because right. when you that time, you also start to hear your own body talk to you. Like, right. have you been? Wow. Right. And you? you know what? <laughs> I um, I I'm, I'm trying, which I probably waited too late, but I'm trying to unspoil my children and my husband because they're so reliant on me. And I think because, like, maybe like for the woman who came from a family or a mom or somebody who was maybe not as attentive, it you're either going to be the same way or the opposite. And it sort of makes you want to do, you know, do more for little Johnny and stuff. And you're setting yourself up. But I encourage the mother too to, you know, teach your children independence so that they're not so reliant on you. Like my babies, they knew how to bathe themselves at four years old and people think that's crazy. And I'm like, no, because it, the the moment I teach them how to be independent, you know, then I can get a little break. I'll never forget one time I went into, I, I had the children. My husband was on a, um, he went to Texas to a minister's conference and I had just had a baby and it was lunchtime and they wanted tacos. And I knew that I could go to the drive-thru. They didn't want to go to the drive-thru. They wanted to go in. I knew that it was going to be a challenge if we went in. But because they wanted to go in, I sacrificed and I took them in. I go in there. I have a baby in a carrier. I have a tiny toddler because they're 21 months apart and two others. I order their food in some way. Naomi uh, dislocated her arm. She was and so we, we're sitting at a table and she is screaming to her top of her lungs and I'm just trying to make it through that moment. And I'm telling you, there was an angel there that day because I had a baby in a carrier and I had picked her up, a baby screaming, two of the middle ones fighting over tacos. And there was this angel and her name is Sunshine. I will never forget her. And she was eating with her significant other. And she got up and she came and she said, can I hold the baby while you eat? Y'all, when I tell you I cry like a baby, and it wasn't just because of the kind act, it was because that was a moment for me to just simply, like I was so overwhelmed, but I was holding it together because, you know, I'm a, I'm a mama, I'm going to hold it together, and I'm not going to let people see me sweat. They're not going to see me cry. But when that woman stood up and she was like, can I hold the baby while you eat your tacos? And it just sort of 
So I encourage people who are out and about, you know, people look at you crazy when you have multiple children because they don't understand the blessing that it is to have multiple children so they look at you like look at her with all them kids i've yeah. heard people say it yeah but i encourage I you if you're too. ever in a place or in if you see a mother who is struggling i encourage you to step in with some kindness and some love because you don't understand how much healing that will provide her in that moment yes and I thank God for her because a lot of black women don't even realize that that resource showed up. And this was a white we, woman. Yeah. Wouldn't, e wouldn't even see it because we have talked about this strong black woman. So I'm pulling a lot of stuff from um, Dr. Chiquita, um, Chiquita Walker Barnes, who teaches at Mercer. Um, and so she has written in a collaborative and she also has two of her own books, but um, black women's mental health, balance and strength and vulnerability. Black mm. women are taught that vulnerability is terrible. Like, and I say, I fight black women. I mean, and I mean, from ages 21 to 61, I fight black women each week about being vulnerable. Like black women love Brene Brown. They love it. They first think she black cause her name is Brene. They like, oh, okay. Black woman finna tell me how to be. It's a white woman. This is exactly what Ashley just said. Like this white woman got it, right? So, and even Brene Brown to tell you herself, she was like, I'm white. Like, so I do have access to particular resources that you don't have, but I know these skills work. So here we are, like she does a lot of resourcing, a lot of not feeling guilty about leaving her kids hanging, a lot of not feeling guilty about leaving her husband hanging. Like she'll tell you to do all of that, but black women, like we can't be that vulnerable because then it looks like I don't care about my family and I don't care about this. Like... Some, some black women would have cringed at a white woman walking up saying, can I hold your baby? Like, no, I got oh, it. They would have neglected to eat. They would have, they would have been like, you know what? I just won't eat because she won't try me. Not realizing, you know what? This person is really trying to help you because she's recognizing you're not getting nourishment. Like you, everybody's eating, but you. And then what happens later on, six hours later, I got a headache. I don't feel well. I lay down. I end up neglecting everybody anyway. So she talks about that embodiment of stress the dr Walk, dr walker barnes and i love how she refers to this embodiment of stress is the very thing we carry those bags so coach dad mentioned it earlier those, those we become bag ladies <laughs> and we make sure to put house bag down and work bag down and all of the bags we make sure we we make sure that we get in our bag right but we forget to pick up the self bag and take care of ourselves and so it's bad because you cannot in any way move, maneuver and take care of everything wholly until you take care of yourself in totality. Uh, it's impossible. You will lose it. And so I'm glad the lady stepped up. I'm glad that she came so that you could eat. Like black women here, like some of us don't, we don't. And so Dr. Barnes refers to it as, as a bow. And so that when the bow breaks, like when the tree <laughs> limb breaks, what happens when you are doing this proverbial fall to the ground? Um, you have a mental break. And so for some women, they think that that's shameful. Uh, and countless women across the nation, and I knew it at six o'clock in the morning, I didn't want to throw out statistics on purpose, but there are so many black women across this nation who have mental health breaks and they don't realize it. And so they are depressed. They are full of anxiety. Um, some of them are labeled as bipolar, but nobody bothered to ask them what happened to you prior to this day that I'm seeing you unable to stabilize your mood. Well, I grew up this way and then I learned this behavior of how I had to keep giving, 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 giving. And then my brain finally just said, Oop. 
and here I am, I pop, you know, and so now I can't stabilize myself because I never learned how. So it may not be bipolar, you know, there might be an adjustment space where we got to sit or you might want to find out, you don't even know your mental health history to know if you're bipolar and it runs into your family. So, so what happens when we do that? So some of that comes from emotional regulation. If we take the time to regulate our emotions, that's why I said that start out with 30 minutes a week. Like that's very, that's crazy low women. Hear me. (laughs) That's so low. Start out with 30 minutes a week and see if you get to 30 minutes a day, 30 minutes a week of regulating those emotions. That's what I was saying. So get, get to your own self. If you got to lock yourself in a bathroom, I promise I had a woman do it. And she said the first six minutes were peaceful until I realized I'm locking myself in a bathroom and she broke down and she came out. She's like, I can't do it because she started facing herself. She started grounding. So the other part is sitting in your own space of caregiving. I don't know how many black women watching this morning who will watch this replay, but how many of us are caregivers? (laughs) Like that's all you do all day is give care. My grandmother gave care all day long. Even my grandmother was a narcoleptic and even her sleep, she was giving care. I promise she would wake up and be like, what do y'all need? Like (laughs) pop out of Caregiving, that's what we're taught to do. And we're taught that that's our reasonable service. Like, are you just supposed to serve, care, give, 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 give. When do you do your own caregiving? Right. You know, and caregiving, I I, I mess black women up all the time. Getting your hair done and your nails done is hygiene. Yes. (laughs) That's That's not caregiving. It's a part of your care. That's absolutely hygienic. Like you're supposed to get your hair done. They have an appointment every two weeks to go relock at 9 p.m. Mm. I should do, and I go to my appointment because that's a part of hygiene. Like, I don't want my hair to mat since I'm locking it. I want it to lock properly. That's right. part of my hygiene. So is it a self-care practice? If that's what you like to call it, but it's also a part of my hygiene. My self-care practice, on the other hand, is that I sit down and take 15 minutes because I'm very busy, but I find 15 minutes in the day to sit down and read. For me, that's a self-care <laughs> Right, I love reading. Because I, I want to know this information. So I, I sit down and I read. And I force right. myself to do it. Because I know I got 500 million things I could be doing. But Marge, you need that 15 minutes to just breathe and read. And then right. get back to it. That is what we started doing, internal resources. So, and you have to. Um, so what does it look like for you to caregive to yourself? This other part is socialization. Who is sitting in your circle? Who's pouring into you? This, I'm giving you a really general stuff for Black women's health. It would, I didn't purpose them like not trying to give you resources as Ashley said before like what if you can't afford those these are free <laughs> these are all free and it's general and it's general who is in your circle who's pouring into you black women we give and give and give and give if you have those individuals in your circle that don't provide reciprocity for your mental mm. then I reevaluate your circle some people are bad. Like they're wonderful people, great people, wonderful, wonderful people. I've had several friends like great, but I had to start reducing time because I re- I had to sit back and take into account how many hours am I pouring into you and how many hours are you giving back to me because mm. it's a reciprocal thing. Like we sisters, like we, you supposed to be able to check me and love me at the same time, and you're doing neither. It's a give right. and take. <laughs> yeah, which means guess what I'm doing? I'm pouring all in, and I'm getting nothing out. There you, you right. and I'm drained by the time I leave. Like if I sit, I sit an hour with you to eat dinner, and I feel like it's been twelve hours of me working. That means I need to pull back. Black right. women, not be ashamed. You're not cutting her off. You're protecting your peace. Right. 
right in your peace and you're watching who you are around in your circle that is something that people get scared of when we talk about socialization like well that's been my best friend for eight years i get it but is your best friend adding value to you at this point absolutely that leads me to this question Mm -hmm. um well first of all we talk about each other yes that was a part of your rent last night yes and that was on my to-do list today to actually have a part of the conversation why why do we beat one another up as women why is it that we are not a unified whole Mm. you know it's like you look like me you know so am i saying you hate me Mm. We need to address why. So I'm glad you said it too, because I mean, this is in my scroll <laughs> down through uh, Dr. Walkerborn's work. So we talk about each other because we don't want to sit down and understand one another. So I'd rather tell you how. You to don't think it. it has something to do with? Oh no, it's internal. Like I don't want. I don't want to sit with you. <laughs> I want to sit with you now. I'm just going to tell you how to do it. And if you don't do it my way, then I'm going to criticize you. And I'm going to talk about you. And in some cases, you should just watch me. And then if you don't do it my way, I'm still going to talk about you. I'm still going to find somebody else to talk about versus confronting you because I don't want to, or I'm afraid to, or I don't really know how to sit down and have hot communication with you, which is honest, open and transparent so that we can grow together. Um, so I'm looking, I'm watching, my friend is watching today. So I got a really good friend and she checks me all the time, but she also gives me permission to sit in the space and check her if, she, if I see her doing something crazy. It's a beautiful friendship, why? Because she also encourages me all of the time and I encourage her all of the time. And so we have that level of commitment to one another to see us grow professionally and personally, right? So here we are in this teardown. You have black women who think they know, and this isn't, this isn't to knock them because the person I was even talking about in my rant last night, brilliant mind. Like when I say this woman is brilliant, I followed her for years, like created a whole program to save marriages, brilliant mind, but she does not know how to apply it to self. And so she would rather go sit with other people to tell her what to do. And she'll come back and tell you that you're wrong because of what they said versus sitting and processing internally. And so it is right, Coach Deb, like it's inside. I don't want to deal with me. And so if I don't want to deal with me, I can absolutely find everything wrong with you. And so, but again, you know, I come, I I know I always come back to this, the biblical side of it, because it's the confidence part. Like check your own eyeball before you start checking (laughs) everything around me. Because it could be that speck of dirt in your eye that lets you see everything wrong with me. Right. You really be missing it. So that text is saying, your eye. You know, check, 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 check the beam in your own eye before you start mm-hmm. looking. Because what happens if you got garbage in your eye? Can I be honest this morning? I put a little preach on it. If you got some garbage in your eye, and then you're gonna shooter. Yeah, you're going to see everything is garbage. When you have, when you have an eyelash in your eye, let's be real. It's irritating. You yes. don't have good vision. You can't see. You rubbing it out. And so you really can't tell me what you saw in totality because you missed something because something was in your eye. Women, take the time to do some internal resourcing, internal processing. It is okay to do that. It is okay to sit. I teach this skills. It's a 
therapeutic skill, but I teach it to everybody that comes in my office. And it's called being fast. And the kids love it. They'd be like, oh, mom, I'm being fast today. Yes, be fast. So the first thing is be fair to yourself. Ask yourself this question. Does that belong to me? Mm-hmm. If it belongs to me, then that means I need to manage it. So I need to go within, figure out what's going on, and I need to manage my stuff. Because that mm-hmm. does belong to me. If it does not belong to me, I need to give it back to the person or the thing or the venue that it belongs to mm-hmm. and let it manage itself. That keeps me and prevents me from talking about people like trash. Why? Because I'm not going to manage your stuff either. The moment you want to talk about people is the moment you say, I can pick up your problem and fix you. Impossible. Wow. So free yourself right. this morning. Like, that's impossible. I can hold space with you and, and I can give you advice based upon my own life but what i can't do is fix you so black women stop 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 doing that hold space with your sister right confront your sister if you can see if that beam is gone out of your eye to spec which means you can see clearly that means you will love your sister through it and y'all a lot of it a lot of it is possibly intimidation too you know and 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 it has a lot to do with the insecurities that that person is who's right. speaking negatively have yeah. within themselves that's and why we say it's internal that's why i say right. it's internal. you go in because if you have right. those insecurities guess what you get to say i get to own my insecurities i get to own my imperfections and, and find out you might be excited about them like i listed right. one the other day i don't have a problem with telling people particular pieces of life for me because i know it helps the community and i know it encourages people to go get help exactly and and it's not anything that i'm ashamed of so you know and 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 you owning your truth too my truth so i'm literally with my community having an honest open and transparent conversation that t that transparent is very important because i parent the trend i parent the information i'm going to transfer to you and i want to make sure it's honest and open so the other day i announced like i was diagnosed at 25 with attention deficit, like absolutely got a diagnosis, went to the doctor, I'm sitting in front of a computer screen, unable to keep up, and I didn't know what was wrong with me. Well, the doctor was like, one, let's get your history, and then we can label you. I appreciate that doctor to this day. I still talk to him. He's like a mentor. And when he said it, he said, oh, well, you did, you had something unmanaged. This is so key, Black women. You had something uh-huh. unmanaged, because remember the first the question that uh, Deb asked, she said, is it learned behavior? Yes. You had something unmanaged and somebody taught you how to manage it inappropriately. And therefore you are wore out. We have to untrain your brain to realize there are some things you cannot do and be great with it. When he said that to me, I said, be great with an imperfection. I was disturbed. Come to find out imperfections are beautiful. They give you permission to keep growing. That's yeah. right. They give you permission to keep being human. That's I, right. love, I love, I embrace every last one of mine. Like love it. So sitting in that F, being fast, F, be fair to yourself. Be honest with yourself. Oh my God. Like it's a beautiful thing when you can look in the mirror and say, you know, I don't know how to do that, but I can call somebody who knows how. Guess what I just did? I started building my community back up. There we go. I started building with that social skill that I need to have. And I started connecting. The next thing is the A. And in front of that, the author of this put no apologies. So I tell people, let it be a warranted apology. 90% of the time, an apology is going to be to you. Right. Sorry that I did not follow (laughs) my standards and I fell right there. So I apologize to Margaret because I know my values and I did not stand in my value set, which caused me to be off emotionally, 
mentally, which caused me to have that little break today. I'm going to go back and use Ashley as the example. I knew I should have went to the drive-thru for them tacos, but I wanted to help my kids. Hmm. What a sacrifice. <laughs> Ashley, I am so sorry, Ashley, that I did not listen to you because we couldn't manage going in there because guess what? If I went to the drive-thru, everybody could have ate and the kids just would have cried. And you would have been she probably wouldn't have known about the baby's dislocated <laughs> shoulder either, though. So it was a win. It's like, okay. Well, she fell. No, she she was pitching a tantrum while we were in while I was ordering the food. Oh, and, yeah. and I grabbed her like she was playing. I grabbed her arm and you know swinging. You know how kids do. And yeah. there was some kind of so you know what I'm saying and just trying to be superwoman. And I I got my butt whooped. <laughs> so you come back to it. And and you probably was in one of those moments too. You know, not yeah. even recognizing your strength. Well, no, yeah. I recognize my strength. It was it was her being all over the place. You know all what I'm saying? Place. But so you, you know. come back to it though, because that apology is so important. Yeah. Around and we, when I say we will apologize to the concrete for stepping on it, like black women, we have learned that I'm sorry. Normally it means let's just move on. Like I'm sorry. Like no, really not. Like so, let's stop that today. Let's stop that behavior. If you're watching this, stop it. No okay. apology or warranted apology. That's what that A means. Apology. Is this do I need to apologize to this? Probably not. So I had to use this. So anybody who knows me from childhood knows I was loud. I pretty much would say whatever, not even thinking. So I had to learn, you know, how to control that and be wise with my mouth. So before I even say something, I'm like, is this gonna line up with my value before it comes out of my mouth? I have to ask myself that. Let me be fair, Margaret, because you will say something. Is this right right now? If the answer is yes, I don't have anything. I have no problems with following the rest of this because I have no apologies for what I just said. I don't owe you one. I don't owe myself one. It lined up with my values. If I do something that doesn't, then I apologize to Margaret so that I don't go out trying to make space for things that I cannot manage. That's good. That's good. Every That's good. Day. Like, I, I cannot pick that up. So no, I don't feel sorry for saying no to somebody for real. Like I'll toil over it sometimes. I'm learning I, that. I, mm. I can't, I cannot do it. Like I look at my schedule. I cannot do it. So no, I can't. Well, that's just being me. You don't help nobody. I help people all day long. So that's not true. Um, let you hold that. Cause that's how you see it. And I stick with my no at that point. I'm like, no, not, and I cannot help you. I try my best not to say, I'm sorry, I cannot help you. No, I cannot help you. That is all, period. Um, because you stop taking so ownership. You're speaking to a lot of women this morning. Yes, it, it starts to pack out your mind so that you, again, don't even remember to eat. Like, I don't remember to go to the bathroom. I have some women like, I hold it all day because I literally just forgot. I was just doing so much. I forgot to go to the bathroom. Like, no, that's messing your kidneys up. Go to the bathroom. So these are things. This, this I'm guilty of forgetting to eat working throughout yeah. the day. <laughs> yeah, that messes up your metabolism. Like, right. You know, so here we are with another coming up with health stuff and how this is affecting our social, how this is affecting our emotional, how it even affects our spiritual because we don't have enough time to sit and breathe with God. Wow. The God of your understanding. Like, come back to it. So, that apology piece, and I find that that's very hard for black women to do because, mm -hmm. again, I'm sorry is the first thing that wants to come out. Are you really apologetic to it? Or did you really need those minutes where you could not show up for that person the way they wanted to? That was their emergency. I don't need to own your emergency. I cannot. And guess what? I think sometimes, too, us as Black women, because we're so used to rescuing everybody, um, 
a lot of us struggle with saying no. Like I had a goal to say no more this year, oh, like Lord. to say the word no more this year. And I realized just how difficult, like for some people, they like, they would be like, girl, that's a silly goal. But no, mm -hmm. if you're used to saying yes to everybody, if you're used to carrying everybody's weight, you know, there has been times where I'm in a house with four kids and then like my niece and my nephew, they want to come over and instead of me saying, no, you know, I already got my hands full. I'm saying yes. And then somebody want me to bake them two cakes. And then I want to do this. So I realized that a lot of times we are, we are responsible for our own weight. We are responsible because we have not, we are not valuing ourselves enough to say no. Like you said, Margaret, I, I can't. I, is, there's not enough time in a day. And a lot of, and my husband, he has been trying to teach me this for the last five, six years, that it's okay to say no. And that, you know, you sort of did this to yourself because you didn't say no. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning that. And, and for the women who struggle with the same thing, when it comes to saying no, I just encourage you that it, it's very important that when someone asks you something, you just take a deep breath because for some reason, when you inhale the oxygen, it sort of does something to your brain. It absolutely and does. It, yes. And it clears, it clears that smoke and it makes it just a little bit easier for you to say no. So that's the practice I've learned. Yes. So that deep breathing is even something that they use in the military, tactical breathing. It literally allows your brain to open up. It clears out memory networks so that you can start to reprocess and say, is this really valuable? Our soldiers do it all of the time. Let me take 60 seconds of deep breathing and let me make it meaningful. Let me breathe it in, hold it. Let me think about what's going on. I breathe it out. It literally opens your mind so that you can keep going in a way that's responsible. Like I'm not gonna hurt anybody today cause I don't really need to do that. Like, right. cause they might hop. So for black women, I'm not really gonna say yes to you because I'm trying to show you that I can cause I'm trying to show you I'm super. I'm going to show you how super I am in my no. And I'm going to internal, re that's an internal resource, women. No is an internal resource and it's a one, it's a sentence. No, period. Like, I'm not going to do it. No, I don't have to give you an explanation for it. No. Right. Um, and it's an internal resource. Again, we talked about it. Pull up an internal resource. That's, that's a big one. And therefore you don't have to, you don't owe it an apology at the end. I told you I could not. I accept the fact that I cannot. And then I breathe <laughs> and I keep going with my day because I already have eight other things stacked in front of me that I really have to get done. And so. that period holds so much value, oh. that period, that, that period. Because if you put a comma there instead of that period, it's usually no, because I, or yep. no, but I, and, and I'm that. It starts to kill Junction get you jacked up. <laughs> <laughs> it okay, so ladies, we're, our time is moving uh, with 62. Can I finish those last two? Uh, I need I need for you to I need for okay. you to do that. I do. Okay. I, I want you to to finish that, and also I want you to just 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 give a little bit more toward that that uh, no, because you got to remember it's like it's embedded in some people to to be a yes person. Yes. Can we just give a little bit on just to you know make sense What's to that? So more that, no, that no should be a part of your internal resource and it'll line up with the next letter, which is S. And so S is stick to itness. That's a very hard statement. What this person is offering for us to know 
is know your values. So people normally, especially black women, be like, oh, I honor God and I honor my family. We had the same like lineup of values. I, I tell them to throw those in the garbage. Some of them are right. And I say, I pitch that in my trash can and leave it and go back. What is the thing that's your deal breaker for yourself? At one moment, she, she struggled to write leisure. Like she was crying. Oh. And she mm-hmm. was like, I love to travel, but I got to take care of X, Y, Z. I got to take care of this, this, and this. And I'm like, have you, when was the last time you traveled? Because that is killing you on the inside. She was like, it's been a year, but I had to do this, this, and this. I said, I said, do you have children? And this was a black woman who she sits in this new syndrome with strong black woman. She didn't have any kids. She's not married, but she was caretaking for her entire family. And I said, can you take one day and drive to the beach? That's her favorite place to go. And she was like, I'm scared to do that. But that is a, it was a value for her to travel. She now, it's been a year. She's like, honey, I go to the beach every quarter. I have to, I look at my mom. <laughs> I'm like, I got you somebody today. <laughs> Cause I got to go to the beach because that's a value for her. She was breaking. She was like, I she's forcing herself. She's forcing, you know, it's like, she's pushing her way. It's like, I got to live. I got I to keep my sanity. And you know, so I got to do me. Know. And there was her no. So she was like, but I'm telling my mom, no, I can't help you today. And I said, you are, because you can't, because you can't help yourself today because you're not following your values. She was like, mm-hmm. oh, and I said, so you're, you're sitting in a state of resentment, taking care of your mom. And she said, I do. And I said, yeah, but you love her. You don't want to be resentful. You got to take care of you. And mm-hmm. so she does now every quarter she plans it. She's like, I'm going for two days. Boom. Good. So <laughs> with that being okay. said, Let's get to some real values, women. What do you value? Women, if you value entrepreneurship, you're married and you haven't talked to your husband, I've had women that come and say, well, I don't think he'll let me do that. Hey, listen to your sentence. I don't think he'll let me do that. I'm, that's a whole nother conversation to talk about your marriage. Yeah. Really. But have you, and I, and I come back and say, have you asked your husband, may you venture? And they're like, no, because I just assumed he's not going to let me do that because I won't be able to do X, Y, and Z for him. Uh, they are uh, they are crazy when they go back and I said just ask them go back and the husband I've been waiting on you to say you want to do your business girl I'm ready like and I'm like when you when you not gonna ask because he over there frustrated too like this is women that know your values so I offer to women to find five values five of them that they live by they are deal breakers you know that if you break this within yourself you're gonna have a bad day because that goes back to that apology, goes back to being fair. When you find those things that you live on, I got one one woman I was seeing, she only had one value and it was respect. She defined it. She didn't go to the dictionary. She defined it for herself. And when she defined it, her life was flourished. I'm watching her grow leaps and bounds every day because she's like, you know what? I had to teach people my value. Right. I did that. I quit dishonoring myself. I don't apologize to people as much as I used to. Let me teach you a lesson. I don't hold on to stuff because I respect me. And so when she said, and I said, you, and she said, I respect me. And therefore, guess what? My life started to respect me. My kids started to respect me. Mm -hmm. My spouse started to respect me. The the whole world started to respect who I am because I live in my values. And she was then able to build her support system from that, say no to stuff. She just started her company. Like, I'm so proud of her. Like, she's like, I just started my business because I said in this respect values. I, I did it. And it, cause she kept going with that. And the last part is truth. Um, and I put trust the truth. Like, trust and truth go together. 
and you will find that if you're not fair to yourself, you start apologizing to everything and you breaking all your values, then the truth, will, it'll still show up and it'll look really ugly and painful because you picked up everybody's weight and you have become surety for those people that you- Oh, wow. Mm. And then you break. You don't, you don't internal, you do not find a way to do some internal resources. That's huge. And when you break, guess what? Nobody's catching you when the bow breaks. Mm. You're just falling. And so, and I'm not saying this to not people. I did this myself. Like I did not understand why people didn't show up for me in the moment of not following this. So every day I wake up and tell myself, Mark, go be fast today. I think it's funny. You know, like you better be fast today, girl. But I do that because what am I taking on that I probably shouldn't? I love if that. I fail at it. Yes, I still fail sometimes. I still put myself commit to something I probably shouldn't be doing. But then I go back and I say, what value did I not honor from Margaret? And today, Margaret, you didn't honor how you love. Because you didn't mm. love. You didn't love yourself enough to say no. That was your That's good. That's good. How do we work through this, Margaret? Mm. And mm. I have to do that. Women, it is okay to talk to yourself. Don't you're not crazy if you sit there and do some good self-talk. Now, if you're answering yourself, you know, come and see me. Um, work it out <laughs> <laughs> but if you but if you are if you are sitting with yourself and you're saying okay what is this and you're analyzing what's going on i promise you you will start putting yourself in healthy spaces that strong black women strong black woman syndrome you start to see how it begins to reimagine itself and be like i am strong and i am black and i am a woman and i have the power to say no i have the power to walk away from you I don't have to pop on you to show you how strong I am. I can show you how strong I am in my silence. And it's going to speak mm. words to you. And you're going to be like, oh, I powerful. it's going to be very powerful because I'm going to manage my emotion because I'm very angry, but I won't be able to say it to you. I am right. angry. And then you'll right. be able to see, oh, she means that. I don't have to be loud. And cussing folks out and doing all that extra stuff. I don't have to do any of that. I can sit right there and say, no, I'm angry with you but I would rather talk it out than cuss at you because that's going to get us nowhere. Um, you know, and you will find how your communication begins to change talk about. in your circle and you will find how your health and your emotional wellness will grow leaps and bounds. And that's a skill that lacks in the, in the black home sometimes. Yeah. Because you, because you, I, I know women, if you're screaming, it's because you're screaming on the inside, probably. So you are probably waking up every morning going off. Your brain is like, I cannot do another day like yesterday. And then you Margaret, go repeat again. Doctor, I can't get enough of you. <laughs> We're down to 659. <laughs> okay. We're women, and women talk, and we lose track of time. <laughs> so let me thank you for coming on Revealing Hill Podcast Live. This is We're going to have a continuation with uh, a follow-up, um, of course, with I'm Not Okay, Why. Mm -hmm. uh, lady, First Lady Ashley, thank you so much. We want to let the people know today that we love them, and we encourage you to go be fast. On, <laughs> our, fast. Uh, <laughs> on our Facebook, of course, we're going to break that down so that you understand exactly what that means. Because in a word, I would say empowerment. This has been a very enlightening conversation. It was very necessary. I'm so grateful, Dr. Margaret, that you're on the panel, because, honey, you, you're going to always be uh, able to drop jewels. And, of course, you know, as I stated, tomorrow uh, evening at 7 p.m., we're going to continue the discussion. Also, we're going to talk about 
grief. That's going to also be a part of the, the uh, discussion. How many Mondays have been gone since you said that you will start next week? But start today. Take action. This is Motivation Monday. New week, new goals. We love you. We thank you for tuning in. Have a great day. Bless somebody today.